Hello, I'm Jeremy Eden. And I'm Caitlin Eden. And this is 90 Under 90. 90 movies? Under 90 minutes. I, haven't I picked been on... up the ball, so okay. So you, you don't have to worry about it. Thank you. Yes, you haven't. It's been a, it's been it's been a minute it's since a, I've been on the show. It's been a hot ass minute. Um, uh, but hey, before we get too far today on our show, clocking in at eighty two minutes, we're talking about nineteen ninety four's The Little Rascals, directed by Penelope Spheris. Uh, she, of course, being the director of the super huge hit Wayne's World in ninety two. Mm. Uh, Beverly Hillbillies in 93, which was not as well received, but I actually really liked that movie. And then, uh, and then this, this <laughs> and was, then this, this was her next, really th- next thing that she did. After she that. really, uh, I mean, she, there, Thelma there, and Louise did. Huh? There's, there's a couple of, thi- <laughs> there's a couple of things, um, prior to that. And I honestly didn't pay attention to what she's directed after that. Uh, Black Sheep, what? which we definitely talked about the Chris Farley. Wait, was that good or David bad? Spade. Uh, it was also not well received after Tommy Boy like Tommy so, Boy was too good and so she really thumb and Louise did that yeah, was like yeah, she, the crash at the bottom she, right because they went off a cliff and that's that was the yep the, I, I mean that's I followed, what I was going for I followed it I understood did you, it you followed it right off the cliff yes okay. yes I did and okay, yes and, and just by looking at it yeah um senseless in 1998 with I believe Marlon Wayans and yep Marlon Wayans and David Spade Ooh. and then uh bunch of stuff that i've not that's down at of. the bottom of the canyon on yeah. fire <laughs> down there with the uh, and she hasn't directed since 2012 well well is she still alive <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah she's not dead she's she's just actually not dead yet um so. either okay good for her decidedly or um forcibly uh retired forcibly retired (laughs) forced into retirement forced into retirement um so what is your actually i i I shouldn't say it like it i don't think it was poorly a poorly directed movie or anything no i i mean i think it's still i think it's it's definitely a kids movie well absolutely and uh i think as far as kids movies go it's 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 cute as hell. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll say, you know, and I, you know, I believe we saw this in the theater, Dan and I, like when it came out, because our our father had already introduced us to Three Stooges by that point, And I'm sure that coupled with Three Stooges shortly after that was Little Rascals. And like we were f- like just getting familiar with the old black and white shorts to a certain degree. And then the movie came out. And I don't know how close in proximity those were. Like maybe he heard about the movie and then was like, I better get these kids into the original so mm-hmm. I can give them interest. Or it was just a sheer coincidence and it was like a year or two apart. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I- as far as um, adaptations of those types of, you know, black. And, it's certainly better than the Fairly Brothers Three Stooges movie, which was a, an utter failure. 
Um, but yeah, I think they, they, for the most part, capture the spirit. Um, yeah. I, I still prefer many of the, uh, the, of the black and white performance. Like, you know, the Porky in this movie, as cute as he is. So cute. Um, and did nothing else besides this. I looked at the, all the kids' filmographies. Oh, yeah. Most of, like, nobody, like, maybe one or two of them maybe has, have done stuff in recent years, but they all eventually stopped around the early to mid-2000s. Um, but yeah, as, as, you know, as cute as he is, like he ain't Porky. He ain't a, he ain't a pudgy enough kid. Oh, like Porky, sure. uh, Porky was a, a little, a little fat a boy little who was fucking adorable, you know, even in a black yeah. and white short. Um, I think, you know, the kid playing Buckwheat is, uh, you know, he's, he's had the, had probably the biggest exposure. He was, uh, in the final season of Fresh Prince and, also in uh the movie independence day oh um so yeah he was and he was a recurring character on the fresh prince like at its hottest you know on tv so very cool um but yeah i got a real problem with this spanky the spanky doesn't do it for me i don't i I don't (laughs) care for this i don't know this this southern gentleman type of spanky Uh like it's i like him and his dimple he's he's fine and he's cute enough uh, but yeah, I'm just like that ain't that ain't a spanky. That ain't as your far spanky. As that doesn't do it to me for me for a spanky. Spanky to me looks like the baby ish, like the the child version of what Jerry's dad on Seinfeld looks like. <laughs> like if you <laughs> if you Benjamin buttoned him backwards into being a little child, that would be your spanky. Uh, yeah, he he <laughs> he looks like the same guy to me. Interesting. I can't remember the first time I actually saw this movie, but I was in a uh, small community theater, all kids production of The Little Rascals. Oh, I don't know that you've probably told me this a long time. Well, that's ago, why I put this movie on my list. That oh, that's okay. the connection that I that I have to this. I just presumed that you were of the generation that you're like I saw that as a kid. Oh sure, I, I was. It, I was. You are of I, yeah, our I was. Generation. I was. Uh, I was about to turn seven when this movie came out, so I, I was definitely the target audience. But um, I don't remember if I watched this as part of my character research um (laughs) i i feel like i have some memories uh of watching some of the black and white ones um but i i don't believe i saw this movie before i was in the production of the little rascals okay and and what what role did you play in little rascals and what exactly was this production explain to me i'm so glad you asked that question jeremy (laughs) i can't wait for you to guess the character that i played in this production um and it was part of um a a local community theater and i i don't remember if it was a class or a camp that i took but i did this show and then another show which was an original script called camp heck um where you know a, a summer camp you know cabin in the woods type you sure. know and then the counselors are all weird and stuff and in that i was uh, i played the the cook who just coughed the entire time <laughs> okay, oh, okay. <laughs> she that, would come on gag. stage and get into sure. i would have you know a two-minute coughing fit on stage and then i'd say lunch <laughs> and then i'd exit stage coughing and coughing and coughing nice. um 
So right up your alley, by the oh, way. Oh, I've, of I've always what, been a character in actor. In your wheelhouse, I, like I see you doing that. Oh, absolutely. Even from you know, I was probably seven or six, six or seven years old, probably when I did these two shows. So I don't remember if it was a summer camp or a class that I signed up for, but. Yes, I was in a production of The Little Rascals, and it was a full stage musical. Um, and I I would love for you to guess the character that I was, and I will give you two hints. It I was not Darla, and I it would probably be the last character that you would guess. Okay, then I'm just going to go straight to it. Were you Buckwheat? Yes, I <laughs> you was. You fucking Buckwheat. I was Buckwheat. <laughs> oh, God. Tell me that they... In little white suburbia. No, there were no... We were all white kids. And... Oh, my God. So, unfortunately, I... Actually, I take that back. I believe the show was double cast. And the other Buckwheat, I, I believe, was a black girl. Okay. Well, at least at least that. But, um, Yeah. So, yes, I was buckwheat, and I remember I had my hair in two braids, and I wore uh, a bonnet. Um, okay. Like, one that had, like, the, the fringe around the side, not, like, the one that ties at the bottom like the Amish. Sure. But, like, more of, like, I, I don't know how to describe it, but, yeah. Um, wow. And, and I had to say, oh, Tay. <laughs> and, like. So, what was, what was the production like what did it entail was it like a version of the movie script or was it like no it wasn't like a you're a good man charlie brown type thing no um no it wasn't it wasn't a series of vignettes it was like a single plot line and again this was probably an original script that the director wrote with these characters because my recollection is uh and there were some musical numbers um uh was that like we were all trying to put on a play. Sure. Like, well, yeah, it's very little the, rascals. Yes. So um, the original Muppets, the show must go yes, on. Yes, exactly. All of our <laughs> dissimilarities. Exactly. Exactly. So um, that's what I remember the the plot of the. Okay. The musical. Yeah. Being. I was going to say, I've never heard of like a, a real published production of the little rascals no, was, as a stage show. It was not published. It was. <laughs> it was. It was. It was uh, yeah, it was like the kids' show I did, where it's just, I'm just going to write some shit. And, like, these kids will do what I tell them to yeah, do. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. So that's my connection to the Little Rascals. Um, and it, right. was, it was, I enjoyed watching the movie as an adult. Sure. Who, who has two young children. Right. Yeah. I certainly would not have enjoyed it n- nearly at the same level if I did not have kids myself, because, yes, this is very much a kids' movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I just sometimes I I temper all expectations just based on you know, I, and I don't think enough critics do that either. We're just like it's a fucking family movie or a kids movie. Don't be so yeah. hard on it. Um. So yeah, uh, do you have any familiarity with any of the black and white shorts? Uh, no, no memories that I retain to this day. Right. I feel like after having watched this movie, and I'm sure after this conversation, I'm gonna want to put on like one of the best Little Rascal shorts just to get a feel of who they were well we can certainly do that after yes um so yeah the movie um and uh and you had seen this as a child right like i i confirmed that with you i i believe so like i said i don't remember when i know i've seen the movie before okay so all right well well, let's get into it and uh review what the movie was um you know we get that classic little rascals theme um 
that we're all familiar with. And uh, of course, uh, <laughs> you know, if you have any familiarity with the Little Rascals, <laughs> we're all familiar we with it. Anyway, um, so the movie starts with uh, uh, our main rascal, Spanky, um, sitting on his front porch, just kind of like thinking. It, it, I love how like he's basically calling an emergency meeting of of the. He-Man Woman Haters the, the Club. The He-Man Woman Haters Club, the group, the, the little club that the, uh, boys I realized the boys, uh, you know, you hear little rascals and I just think that's gender, gender neutral. Oh, absolutely. But no, it's all boys. It's and, all boys. And one girl that they're all, a couple of them are fawning <laughs> after in a weird, weird way. Um, so he's just sitting there and he calls it emergency meeting, but I, I, I find it funny because he's just sitting there and it's almost like he decides... I'm going to have to call an emergency. You know, mm-hmm. like, and then you he know. writes the note and sticks it under a bullseye's collar. That's the original bullseye, you know, um, the inspiration for Target. Oh, yeah. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he could be, right? He could be, honestly. I mean, he looks Easily. exactly the same. Maybe there's a lawsuit happening. I wonder, there. like, do you think he painted that on him? Like. And it just like doesn't come off like that's not natural markings on that dog, you know. Yeah. Um. I mean, I I would hope that he would at least have the sense to use grease paint. Oh, there you go. Instead of you know like a permanent like you know, God yeah. forbid he got a tattooed on his face, that'd be real bad for his image. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know any tattoo artist that would tattoo a dog's face like that. I'll bet you there are some uh, tattoo artists who are like, well, I like the idea of a challenge, but <laughs> would never I mean, do it to a dog. Yikes. Um, so he decides that it's a, you know, this this thing that he's been pondering this morning is, is worth having an emergency meeting. Drop everything that you're doing, kids around town, they, because well, Spanky decided. Drop what? What's there to drop? They're not doing anything. I know, but well, <laughs> hey, sp- well cut two stymie's playing a game of baseball with his with with a, a group of other friends and oh yeah catches it in his bowler hat yeah now stymie by the way i like stymie stymie's pretty cool stymie in the original black and white was like part of a different group i think there are like i think stymie and froggy are essentially of the our gang era which is uh. like the pre- which what pre- preceded and led directly into the little rascals because uh, a couple of them were in there, like the Spanky. Spanky was in our gang when he was very little, and then like kind of grew up and was like moved over, and then like made little rascals, and like he's gonna be the leader, and you know, like a spinoff. <laughs> um. So that's just a little bit of trivia that uh, I'm basing off of memory and not actual research. So I could be wrong on that, but <laughs> my memory serves me that Stymie we'll and Froggy. But and it goes in that order, too. Stymie is the first one uh, notified. He is in the middle of a baseball game, um, reads the note, gets distracted. But, hey, he's he's damn good at the game because he catches it in his, his trademark bowler hat. That's what I just said. Uh, I'm sorry. I was... <laughs> You were not listening to me. I was uh, reviewing the notes. Um, yes, my bad. <laughs> That's okay. Um, and then they go to Froggy. And Froggy, I don't know about you, but like the vibe that I get from Froggy is that he's had a rough life. Oh, yeah, totally. He he doesn't seem like he's got the best home life right that now. That kid like, is going to have um, dissociative identity disorder. Um, I mean... Just growing up with that voice alone, I like. I hope whatever infection he's got that his parents can't pay to get cleared up. <laughs> An infection? No, 
I don't think no, I don't think that's real. I think he has adopted that voice as a uh, as a front. As like they called him Froggy, and he's just like, well, if they're gonna call me Froggy, I'm gonna give him a reason to call me Froggy. And no, then I he think started, the voice came first. You think the voice came yeah. first, and then they're like, you're Froggy. Man. I think that kid's going through some tough trauma at home, and he's. You know what? He's just—it's it, difficult, and he—he's like probably doing a lot of—he's smoking. He's up to three packs a day at this point, because his life is rough. What year is this movie supposed to take place in? I believe it's just supposed to be present day. There's nothing indicating. What? Really? I mean, there's nothing indicating that it's like the 1940s or yeah, anything no, like that. No, I guess it, it just seems so dated and like. Like, kids weren't dressing like that in 1994, though. Okay. No, and like, that's part of the charm of it is that they're just. You know, like was tradition. So you think it's supposed to be like a timeless movie? I don't think it's supposed to be timeless because isn't isn't the fucking he who shall not be named on a cell phone at one point? In the, when he's he, on a cell phone, I I think I don't remember there being a cell. No, definitely I think, not. I think Trump is on a cell phone at one point. I don't. Mm. I could be wrong. <laughs> Somebody needs to do a lot of fact checking the theme, on this episode. It's going to be the theme of this, is a, but I, I feel like <laughs> I that's the only indicator that it's really like present day. Yeah, I don't. I don't and maybe the vehicles, mm. you know, I don't know how well they do yeah, that's what I'm disguising saying. vehicles. Hmm. That's a good question, though. I never even considered that it wasn't present day. Yeah, no, I always felt like it was uh, of an older time. You know, as was the time in the 90s when they were doing live action adaptations. Of, well, not li- I mean, of other live action, but like of old tv shows and stuff they it was like you take those characters exactly as they were on those shows and you plant them in present day which Mm. is what like the whole comedy of the brady bunch is that they're behaving exactly like they behaved on the show and yeah you know it's almost like surreal to everybody else yeah so yeah you know i never questioned any of these Hmm. things about this movie it's interesting that you did yeah uh, and then they get Porky and Buckwheat, and Porky and Buckwheat are like a perpetual pair in this movie. They're just a comedic duo. Yeah, well, and they're also like a year or two younger than the rest of the gang. Yeah. You can tell, you know. Um, but in some ways, way smarter and way more mature, well, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That Buckwheat's got his shit together as far as I'm concerned. Oh, absolutely. You would know because you inhabited the role. Absolutely. Yeah, and you would say you p- portrayed your Buckwheat with great... Um, poise and uh uh, confidence yes i was given several awards for my portrayal that's fucking amazing i was also given uh several uh letters letters of hate yeah saying like don't ever do that again don't do that white girl how dare the cast put you in blackface no i no (laughs) i no that did not happen they might as well the racial insensitivity is high enough we don't need to go (laughs) we don't need to go spreading rumors i will i will deny that fact that did not happen oh okay thank goodness until i see the photos okay well (laughs) Um, so all the kids, you know, the, the main cast of characters and all, like dozens of other kids go to this insane clubhouse. I don't yeah, know who, who built this for them. I always wonder Where'd that. They get this? You know, it's like the treehouse in Jack where at like, you know, at the very least, they kind of explain we've been working on this treehouse for years, which I'm just like, I don't know how you fucking kids. Right. Where, do, where do you how do you get a ladder up there? Um. So, yeah, I don't know who built this structure. Maybe it pre-existed and they're just like, it well, had to pre-exist. it's a clubhouse and well, we're going to claim credit for man. it. Um, I bet it was like Froggy's uncle 
who went to jail and now like, well know. my family's got a, a shed that's, that's why he's the gatekeeper right and it's true it's why he's the bouncer is. he's just like i can't let you in if my family doesn't trust you <laughs> and that's why butch and woim don't get to be in the club because like all the kids are going in the clubhouse but again froggy is the bouncer like you said and they're all giving him the sign and Butch and Woim are just standing like 20 feet over there. So it's not like they're not seeing what the sign right. is. It's like almost like the sign is unnecessary it's because totally they're, unnecessary. they're not getting in regardless. Um, but anyway, yeah, they give their little under the chin wave. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they I go. I remember doing that a lot on stage, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> uh, the sign is irrelevant. That's all I'm saying. Totally. Uh, and then, you know, their their big important meeting meeting begins. Um, by the way, I think one of the reasons why, you know, you see a lot of teenage bullies and stuff like, I think the problem can be demonstrated, is demonstrated in this movie. You just can't buy your young child a leather jacket because they're just going to become a bully. Oh, come on. You can't, you just can't do it. I can't buy Jack a leather jacket because he's, he's going to become evil and, and start hitting people and taking their lunch money. What if he turns into Arthur Fonzarelli? That's a brown leather jacket. Like. I'm talking <laughs> you about didn't the black. Specify the, you know, the color. The, the, you know the kind of leather jacket I'm talking about with the where the with the silver uh-huh. zippers on the on the, the, the black zippers. leather jacket. That's the that's always that's always the bully look. You know, that's the the Balkan the Balkan skull, the the, mm-hmm. the 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 butch, the and, orange scrivello. Yeah, that 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 look, that bike. That motorcycle, that motorcycle leather jacket look. Yeah, because all motorcyclists are bullies. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not that. It's just when he you buy your child a leather jacket, it's just gonna, it's just gonna mess up their personality. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. So, we got to take that off of the Christmas list. Is, okay. is all I'm saying. Um, his wish list. Um. So. Spanky comes out and they all worship fucking Spanky like, oh, there's our leader Spanky. Yeah. He decided we should all drop what we were doing and come here. And uh, on the agenda of this meeting is essentially like, hey, let's worship our bump, our go kart for a little bit. <laughs> and they're all like, it's the greatest thing in the, like in the world. Uh, and then they have to remind everybody that we have a race coming up on Sunday. And uh they have to determine who the driver is going to be. That's essentially why it's an emergency meeting. I don't know why this wasn't on the books already. Right, right. There's nothing emergency about this situation. Like, this was clearly planned well in advance. Yep. And it's it's really important, too, that they have the entire organization there uh, so that they can just draw a name out of a hat. Yeah, Yeah. You know, like, Spanky could have done this on his own, and sent Petey around and been like, hey, like, here's uh, the fucking. Uh, here's the driver. Here's the, here's the plan. Name of the driver. No, got to have a meeting. Um, and so um, they draw alfalfa, right? That's what happens in that. I, I, I don't know. I don't even remember. And they're like, where the fuck is Alfalfa, by the way? Oh, we yeah. didn't wait for we didn't wait for everybody to arrive. And you'd think that my number they two. Did, they did draw Alfalfa's name. Now yeah. I remember. But uh, horny ass Alfalfa is way too busy singing to Darla, on uh, a on a rowboat. On a uh, yeah, on a on a rowboat How by the, themselves. Who, who the hell put these two kids alone by themselves on a rowboat without life jackets? Yeah. And who put that 
girl in a dress that looks like she's from 1944. <laughs> like she See, specifically again. feels out of place, like in the most. Well, in the way they speak. Yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting. I was thinking about this last night when we were watching it or the other night when we were watching it, that like in the way that I really despise Charlie Brown, <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. just like all these fucking kids acting like adults and I don't like the way that they speak. That's exactly what's happening in this movie. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I'm OK with it. And I don't know why. I guess maybe just because I have a little bit of bias of this being no, part of my childhood and I don't Charlie think Brown just, just wasn't. That. I think there's a lot more innocence in the delivery of the little rascals. And That's a good point. Whereas like Charlie Brown is very aware of like their, you know, adult level of, you know. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And yeah, the little rascals, again, also just speak in <laughs> more old timey type dialogue yeah it's especially it's, when they like get to like romantic parts and you know everything darla says like yeah and it's also like it's pretty damn cute just because they're they're just like they're not very good actors you know and yeah. it's, it's kind of i don't know why it is kind of like cute because it's not so obnoxious i don't know some people might find it obnoxious though certainly um so yeah he's he's way too busy singing to her um and uh professing his love for her and uh they uh get like you know the other boys get all upset about this because these you know well yeah because they're supposed to be the he-man woman haters club and alpha alpha can't be flirting on girls yeah so um the stakes are pretty high pretty quickly, at least for Alfalfa. In order to win Darla's love, he essentially needs to, like, take her on a picnic inside the clubhouse. That's one of her stipulations. Like, okay, fine. If you want if you want to court me, mm-hmm. you need to do this inside the clubhouse to prove that you don't care about the being a He-Man, He-Man woman hater. hater. Spit in the face of your friends, I say, says Darla. Yeah. And if you maybe... I was thinking about maybe letting you sing in the talent show. And I don't know this. She doesn't say this, but it's kind of like, and maybe if we win, I'll consider it. You know, mm. she's kind of a, she's kind of manipulative huh? at, the, at, at a young I age. I mean, she definitely has the upper hand. So, I mean, it's true. She, she, you know what, ladies, don't be afraid. If, 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 if a fool is uh, professing his love for you and you want to use that fool, I say, go ahead. Use the fool for a little bit. Yeah. Take get get something out of it. Get what you, know? you can. Ladies. Don't outright get steal yours. from the fool. But like, well, like, yeah, you can you can con your way into, you know, getting a, a pretty damn nice weekend before you'd be like, all right, I'm done with you. Yeah. And then moving on up. Yeah. To the next guy. Um. Later on. So, yeah, slightly, you know, later that day, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Alfalfa's walking around and the bullies, you know, Butch and Woim, who are just all over the place. And Woim. Woim? W-O-I-M. Woim. Woim. Butch and Woim. Oh, gosh. That's the names of the bullies. (laughs) They just decide, you know, like, it's, again, I blame the leather jacket and then you, you find a ginger to be your partner and then mm-hmm. you, you've got yourself a gang started there easily um yeah they just decide they haven't beat him up since yesterday poor alfalfa so it's time to beat him up we got it you know sad chase him around the town 
Um, what happens next there? Um, they, I, I think Alfalfa. I, I don't remember if he runs directly to Darla or if uh, it's later. You know, just a different point in time. But uh, enter Waldo. We we meet we meet Waldo. The other. The I, other guess, guy. I guess the villain of the movie to a certain extent, Butch and yeah. Moim and Waldo. It's you know definitely like a superhero movie. There's two two people working. <laughs> it's like the Dark Knight. <laughs> they didn't. They just didn't. Pair Little up Rascals the is like the Dark Knight. Yeah. Quote Jeremy Eden. Think of go ahead. Quote me on that, and people would be. Then I'd get more people writing to ninety under ninety at <laughs> gmail.com asking us questions and engaging with us. Um, but I don't engage in any other way, so it's not their fault. Um, yeah, this fucking wiener kid was all over the, like the early to mid nineties. I feel like I oh, saw totally. him in a bunch of stuff. He's definitely in problem child three, the made for TV threequel Yikes. to problem child. Um, Ooh. he showed up in like, I think full house a couple times or something like that. He's just, he was for some reason, it, like I looked at his filmography and I was just like, I'm, I'm not seeing a whole ton of stuff, but it just felt like he was everywhere, you know, like, mm. oh, this kid again. Maybe that's how Mary Kate and Ashley ended up in this movie. He, mm, he was like, hey, you girls want a cameo? Got lots of fun cameos. I feel like nobody would have to do Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen favors. I feel like she was they were still doing favors probably by cameoing in the movie. That's what I was saying. Like, Oh, I thought you were you were asking. Oh, I thought you were be like, like the little boy was like, no, hey, you like want a cameo? No, like they came to do the cameo because this kid was like, hey, would you do a cameo in the movie with us? Right. He's asking more like, yeah, can you please do this? Them. I thought you were approaching it more no. like, hey, I got a cameo for you. Like he was being all cocky about no, like, no, giving no. them something. He's only cocky as Waldo. He's oh. a very down to earth. Fucking little wiener. Humble child. And you know what? Like at one point, like. You know, he's wooing the ladies with his rich Val Kilmer his as Bruce Richie Wayne rich. charm. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he walks away and gets back in, in the car, like the family car or whatever, you know, with the butler and the driver and, and, mm-hmm. and the, the chauffeur. That's the word I was looking for. There you go. Uh, and, and like the girls are all like, whoa, like and Darla literally she says, what a hunk. I feel like that's a misuse of the word. Like nobody refers to somebody like him as a hunk. Again, this is not 1994 dialogue. <laughs> it's true, but just, I still feel hunk. like hunk. Every time I've He's heard not. it, it has always been more in like the mask, like like overly yeah, masculine, the, rugged the, kind of the way. The kid with really slicked back hair and glasses and a suit is not. A yeah, hunk. no, the 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 prissy boy is not a no, hunk. Yeah. You're right. He, that's a good word. You, for you him. say he's, too prissy. he's he's gorgeous. Like you you refer yeah. to a boy like that as gorgeous. As gorgeous, yeah. Yeah. Not me. I don't do it, but you know. Well, except for our boys. Oh yeah, our boys are gorgeous. They're beautiful. Um, uh, and, and she does it right in front of Alfalfa too, which is like real. Like, damn, she like she's not shady. She, she yeah. she's shady, and she's not afraid to like, you know kind of threaten alfalfa in this way of yeah. like you know i i, I don't they're know not, alfalfa i'm pretty impressed i mean she's just you know alfalfa shouldn't be going through so much t- going to so much trouble for darla is all i'm saying like he's she's bad news for him oh like, absolutely the reality of the situation he deserves is, better than darla yeah um so we get the picnic 
at the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. It's it's swim day. That's how he he knows that it's okay. He fakes a toothache. Yeah, because all the boys will be out of the clubhouse. Yeah, um, but they find out about. Yeah, they 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 the they, picnic they, and oh, they're they gonna know. sabotage it. Oh, they know. So then we get the sabotage the picnic sequence. Yes, I wish that they would have gotten to more items on the list because they're like there's a whole list of things that they were planning to do and they only get to like two or three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they start it with a whoopee cushion, which like yeah. Alfalfa plays it off like, oh, excuse me, like yeah, but literally like look, you know that's not. You know that didn't just exit your body. You feel yourself sitting on a cushion, right? You like yeah. you literally you stand up and you're like, "Oh, sorry, oh, there's, this was under this my seat." This is weird. Look you at this. Here's the evidence in my hand. You like, don't play it off like you're afraid she's gonna smell something. Like yeah. he's that fucking uh, insecure. Um, they do the uh, the the boot soda. They or a sneaker rather. Oh in, in, yeah, in yeah. Froggy's Where shoe. Where they take their grape soda. And then they pour it in a shoe and then pour it back out. Yeah. And it's disgusting. And they both drink it like, mm, they spit so it good. out. It's disgusting. Gross. And then uh, uh, kitty litter sandwiches. The sandwich. Yeah, the sandwich in, in quotation marks, but what they don't have sand. They use kitty litter. Ugh, disgusting. Uh, don't worry. It's fresh. It's one of those those overly gross out gags. But Ugh. hey, as a as a eight-year-old boy or a nine-year-old boy huh? oh, yeah. Rattled, you know would have loved it fucking great um alfalfa gives her a ring which again a little little too much man you're yeah you're, you're doing too strong you're going too far with this um it's kind of nuts but he he kindly asks her for a kiss for a big wet one mm-hmm. which i guess is you know gentlemanly enough he's asking for her consent that's good that they at least yeah. are teaching that moral lesson uh, and they fucking do it. I kind of feel bad for like, like there's a couple kisses in this yeah. movie, and I kind of feel bad that like two children would be asked to, to do kiss that. On you know, screen, yeah. On one hand, it's cute. On the other hand, it's like, well, the reality is you have to tell them to kiss, and they have to like. There's just some, there's some growth that has to happen yeah. at too young of an age. Yeah, you know, for that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, uh, as a. As a person who has been acting from a very young age, I didn't actually have to do my first onstage kiss until I was in college. Well, that's um, that's a hell of a run. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that I didn't have an onstage kiss when I was still in single digits. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that's one of those things that, like, would terrify me, too. Like, it, probably just because of, like, probably just because of the episode of Roseanne in all honesty I was about to say like you know TV and movies but it's probably just one TV and movie mm-hmm. reference where DJ has to kiss a girl and he's like he's forced to do it and it's like I'm like oh god I don't want to act I, I might I might be forced to kiss a girl and I'm not ready mm-hmm. for it I was afraid of acting for that reason anyway the other boys show up uh, to the clubhouse and they're all like they're just like they've all right we've had enough like fuck this they, they just go to the door Alfalfa ties a, uh, you know, big cloth around his whole head, like, you know, using 1940s remedies, too, you know, just, yeah, just tie this around your head. That'll mm-hmm. solve your toothache problem. Um, and uh, again, not done in 1994. Yeah. <laughs> this movie takes place in 1994. Oh, does it? I, I don't know. I'm still saying it know. does. I'm still saying it does. It just doesn't feel like You know that. what? Write to us, 90under90 at gmail.com. Let us know. Answer. What do you think? 
Um, crazy ass Darla fucking steals their car or tries to steal their car. Yeah, she like crashes it through the back of the clubhouse, like she's gonna drive away with it. Like fortunately, she doesn't. She just like busts her way out of there. But mm-hmm. like again, like she's kind of crazy. Yeah, she and I'm is. not one of those guys who's like, oh, she's fucking nuts, man. Like, but Darla's kind of nuts. She's a little unhinged. She's a little uh, dangerous. She's probably got some stuff going on at home too. And in doing she's so, kissing all these boys, she's kissing all these boys, like manipulating them, using them, t- telling them, well, if you if you win me the talent show, maybe I'll consider. It's probably behavior she sees from her mother. Yep, crashes probably a single mom crashes cars through walls and then with starts fires, and then. Just sits at a distance and watches uh-huh. the place burn. She just uh-huh. sits there and watches the whole place up in flames. It's very psychotic behavior. It's nuts. It's fucking nuts, man. Uh, and then for some reason, Waldo shows up at the end of that. And it's just <laughs> like, I knew this kind of thing would happen. Come with me, Darla. You know, like, yeah. And she's just like, okay. Okay. <laughs> um,. They they uh they put Alf on trial. That's right. I said Alf. I abbreviated Alf. 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 Alf is Alf in my Alf. 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 They put Alf. Alf on trial uh for his his crimes against the He Man Woman Haters Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his sentence is essentially: you have to watch the go kart at all times between now day and night. Day and night between now. And Sunday when we have the race and maybe in perpetuity, we don't know yet. Um, I hope you don't have plans to go back to your home because you're staying yeah, here. Yeah, he's supposed to stay there with the car. You cannot bring it to your home. No, no, no. We <laughs> would not trust that to be placed in your own garage. Um. So, yeah, that's that's what his job is for the next um, his punishment. several days. It does not, not fit the crime. But it, yeah. That's little rascals. Um, he's gets he has this weird, uh, like, uh, it's easy to throw around the term like Burton esque, but this is a very like to me a very Tim Burtony feeling dream, where he's like dancing with Darla. She's got like these these curly locks in her hair. Oh and yeah. There's just something about it that it feels like this is something like mm. the Tim Burton version of a anyway. Um. Again, this is another scene where they have to kiss, and I'm just like, again, there's kissing all over this yeah. movie. I feel so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it, you know it starts to rain or or storm or something like that. It bleeds into the dream, and then like Alfalfa wakes up, and all the boys are are there. Um, maybe maybe you're right that it doesn't take place in '94 because like all of them <laughs> are just allowed to just like camp out in this clubhouse together without yeah. an adult supervising them. God only knows what kind of random ass lie they told their parents of where they were going to be. Um, and, you know, guys getting all together, girls getting all together. You know, the other genders nowhere around. What are you naturally going to do? Bitch about the other gender. Trash just talk just em. trash mm-hmm. talk them because they're not there to defend themselves. And nobody is there who should be taking their side. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. We're the He-Man woman haters. Mm-hmm. Women are crazy. Uh, and boys are smelly. Boys are gross, and and women are nuts. That's ju- that's essentially just mm-hmm. that's reality. And um, boys are stupid. Yeah. Uh, kids are stupid in general. I think. No, oh, they 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 just have underdeveloped brains. Yeah, that's their problem. <laughs> <Just looking. laughs> 
Uh, and yeah, the Olsen twins are there in the uh, in in the girls' party for a, like one line, and then to scream at some <laughs> thunder and lightning. Yeah, they're out in a day. Um, probably made a shit ton of money. Uh, so now we're, uh, you know, they have to rebuild the clubhouse naturally. They're, they're going to do it themselves. Let's presume that they, they did the first one again. Bravo to them. Um, I don't know how they would have done it, but yeah, they naively feel like, well, we can go out and we can buy the lumber and we can, you know. Yeah. They did not build that first one. They, uh, uh, Evidence you don't being think there's a savant in the group who just knows how to... Okay, if they built the first one, then why couldn't they rebuild it? That's true. See? <laughs> Money. Big big moolah, that's why. No, no. They they had no idea how much the lumber was going to cost them. No, because they, as demonstrated, they go to George Went to try and uh, buy some lumber. And uh, they, they he can only give them this little, like, sample piece yeah. for the little bit of change that they got they they need 450 dollars for the amount of lumber that they need i don't know how they had the accurate plans to inform the the lumber yard this is what we need Uh how much is it going to cost uh 450 dollars for that which also feels like for the size they want now that feels like lumber would cost more but i don't i don't i have no idea on lumber pricing i don't know but it just seems low i'm sticking with the story that that shed was originally, you know, Froggy's uncle who's now yeah. serving time. Yeah. And my parents don't know about it. And uh, then we can, and we can all sleep here. Don't worry about well, it. Well, yeah, guys. no, his parents know about it. They're watching the house, but they send Froggy over. All right, Froggy, you go house sit at Uncle yeah. Larry's. <laughs> you go sit in the in the shed <laughs> by yourself. Okay, mom. You can bring your friends. That's fine. Um. So what do you do when you need to uh, make $450? Naturally, you go to the bank for a loan. An instant loan, yeah. Um, and you you ask Mel Brooks, can we have some money? You do... Um, well, he's a, got all of it. A so. rascal man, you know, a couple rascals on Stack top of each other. Stack a couple kids Stack on them top up, of each other. Dress them like rabbis, them. and nobody will question anything. Mm-hmm. Um did you say dress them like rabbis? Yeah. <laughs> and they're not dressed like rabbis. I mean, well, Hasidic the, Jews at the... Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, mm-hmm. but... I, yeah, I, I got too specific, I guess. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're basically, they're not doing well in their search for lumber to no. rebuild the yard. Alfalfa is uh, guarding the, the go-kart um, and is writing Darla a letter. Uh, and wants uh, Porky and Buckwheat to deliver it mm-hmm. for him, and they're like, "Hey, this better be a hate letter, because I don't know. We're not going to do it because we're loyal to our stupid cause." He man, woman haters club. We're not delivering your love letter, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's totally a hate letter." And then he, they're like, "Well, what does it say?" Because these little kids can't read, and so he like tells them all these like horrible things that it doesn't actually say on the letter because we saw him write it, but says so like. You, you make me want to vomit and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. they're all like, all right, we'll deliver your hate letter. And then they bring it to Darla. But then something happens to the letter, right? Porky has been blowing his nose on the letter. Oh, the yeah. Way, which is which is like, I, I feel bad for 
your nostrils right now because they got to be burning. Yeah, that's got to be pretty raw. Yeah, so they deliver it to Darla on her front porch as she's in her full ballerina <laughs> yeah. recital. She's like, I've got shit to uh, do today. Uh, yeah, and isn't she like drinking a can of soda? I believe? Yes, I believe. Or <laughs> like, who's doing? Yeah, I, I don't know if it was like tab or if it was. She's drinking something out of a can. Okay, yeah, maybe too, it was like a juice too, or something that. It, it, I don't know. She looked too young to be drinking anything out of a can, yeah. but she's like. It's like, hurry up already. And she's like, you know, hand on her hip, tapping her foot. And so they can't give her the letter because it's covered in his boogers. So they like tell them. Uh, they tell her what the letter said, which what Alfalfa told them, all the terrible things, which it doesn't actually say in the letter. So there's this whole, you know, misunderstanding. And then Darla's mad at, at Alfalfa and then, uh, you know, cut to Porky and Buckwheat back with Alfalfa and they're like we just told her everything that you said was in the letter and he's like oh no you know so there's that trope uh so yeah Alfalfa can't um he just can't get over that Darla he's just he's he's caught up in her crazy and uh Spanky's like bro I'm gonna make you go to her recital right now (laughs) I'm gonna make you say some horrible shit to her and you're gonna be done with her because that's the rule, man. And I yep. make up the rules. I'm in rules charge of the rules. rules. It's just the way that it's it is. It's just the rules. You and have to accept that. So then we go to this dance recital, mm-hmm. which I, I, I would need to point out that um, at one point, the the woman who's the, you know, the director of... Leah Thompson. Yes, Leah Thompson mm. says, you know, this is a professional dance company. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, first of all, no professional dance company would allow these sort of shenanigans to take place. Oh, no. No professional dance company has 25 people in their audience. Yeah, it's a very, they, very small crowd. When they have about 25 dancers on the stage, like there are so many girls. And as somebody who has worked dance recitals, I can tell you that they are much larger and of grander scales and especially if it were a professional ballet company yeah. uh you know it would it, it would not be this this piddly little crowd in this piddly little excuse of a theater yeah as you pointed out when we were watching the movie later on when we get to it like there's more people at the talent show than there are yes, there at are the more, dance recital. There are more people, yeah, at the kid-sponsored talent show than at the professional dance company recital. Which is pretty damn funny. Um, so because the go-kart is not being guarded right now, I guess Butch and Woim have just been staking out the joint day in and day out. They've got nothing better to do. So they take their this opportunity to try and steal the car, but then they get uh, caught in a pickle trap. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, as you're wont to do when you're a little boy trying to steal a car, you're gonna get pickled. Um, they run into Alfalfa and Spanky, I guess you know later. Um, they clean themselves up a bit, I guess, and then you know Alf and Spanks, you know, they run off because they're like, oh shit, let's get away from the bullies who are constantly just beating the hell out of us for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and they basically get chased into the ballet hall that mm-hmm. <laughs> where, where this professional dance company is happening mm-hmm. and those shenanigans that you just referred to a few minutes ago uh, begin to ensue the boys disguise themselves as girls in in you know full-on 
ballet outfit leotards and and with the, the wigs skirt. are very impressive the, i will say i, I was are some very high quality wig like those are like pageant level wigs the, the, yeah there's mm-hmm. some there's some uh so uh, they just got a couple wigs there for what reason i, I don't yeah, know because aren't most ballerinas like their hair is usually pulled back pretty bun, tight because yeah. they don't want shit like yeah. floating around and then getting in their face you don't and want shit. your curls flying in your hair when you're <laughs> twirling around <laughs> so just odd that they would even have those well, but they there. look so cute in those little girl wigs yeah it's it but it's it's, it's also weird. just like Bizarre. it's it's weird and in like i don't know just the fact that like how flirtatious they're being and how sexualized the oh, other boys way are too making them it's 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 just an uncomfortable scene to watch children doing like i don't i got no problem with this in like a bad comedy but yeah, do, making children do it—it's—it doesn't sit well in no. 2023. That's for sure. Um, and then they bump into the rest of the girls um, who are there to actually do the recital. Mm-hmm. Um, they just happen to be wearing the exact same outfits. Just huge coincidence with the wigs on. And they're like, "No, no, we're we're in the we're in the show." Yeah, they ask him. You know, Darla asks them, "Are you a fairy?" And they're like, "No, no, 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 no," which is like. That's for the adults there. Yeah. Um, bad joke. And um, they, but yeah, the, the, they're like, oh yeah, no, we're we're here for the we're we're here to be a part of the show, and and they kind of talk up alfalfa in that. Yeah. Well, they're doing the classic like, well, what what do you think of alfalfa? You know, because you don't know that I'm him, and Which so why don't you give me your. Uh, these fucking girls are like six years old. Like it's so weird that they were so would bizarre. be like so like who's the man that you've s- scoped out? I know you've that's been what here I'm for seeing. two days. Have you found yourself a husband yet? Ugh, it's weird. Yeah, um, stereotype gender roles and ugh. Yeah, put they, on kids <laughs> for whatever reason. I think Spanky's got a frog on his person, or was it alfalfa? One of them had a frog on yeah. their person. And in getting changed into the leotards or whatever, they they need to hide. They're, they're trying to hide where this frog is located. Yeah, I don't know why they're so insistent on holding on to the frog. And like, just let it go. Yeah, like, yeah, seriously. It's not doing you any favors, this frog. Um, They, you know, it causes them to squirm around and, and stuff. Not that they knew the choreography of the ballet anyway. Right, like, they didn't need the frog element. Like, this this bit was going to be, could be comedic enough with just two boys dressed as ballerinas trying to go along with a routine that they have no knowledge of. Right. Like, we didn't a, need the frog. You put a hat on a hat by adding a frog into it. It's just, this is too it's much. Too we don't much. Need this. It's overkill. And then, then fucking the poor boy has to parade around in his underwear for like a portion of the movie his tidy whities yeah again like it's odd it doesn't sit well just yeah it just doesn't sit well um they get chased once again by the bullies um somehow spanky gets away during this but alfalfa is the one who has to run in his fucking underwear and like happens to run through waldo's house and swims a full lap in his pool before getting out Having his underwear, apparently, his tidy whities accidentally fell off in the pool. Come off in the pool as he's just swimming across it. I never happen. understand that. Doesn't happen. And yeah, like same thing in uh in Home Alone. 
Well, that's to... different because he's wearing his dad's trunks in that scene because he oh, only really? cuz he doesn't really have any of his shit. He's only got whatever his dad had in that bag for him. So you think those are dad's swimming trunks? Yeah, cuz when he walks in they're huge on him. Like you yeah, can see Yeah, they are huge on him. So like yeah, I, I, I think the I at least that's the way I always interpreted it was like oh. those are his dad's shorts cuz he's also wearing his like his dad's flip-flops to the pool. He's got really? like, like these giant did... flip-flops oh, I didn't on. I noticed that. And maybe they weren't his dad's and maybe they were just part of the hotel but yeah like, i always took it as yeah he was wearing his dad's they were just oversized trim. yeah okay illuminating good, good little deviation there Thanks. like <laughs> anytime we could talk about a home alone movie naturally. <laughs> i'm there um I'm there for that yeah uh we cut back to that we get the that that the famous from this movie the two pickles song from buckwheat i got a pickle i got a pickle yep um, because Butch and Wim got pickled earlier, so the jar is mm-hmm. open. They're just like, well, we better eat these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, Porky don't want any part of it. He's just dicking around. He's like, I don't want it. Like, I think they stink. Buckwheat's like, I love pickles. And then he sings the pickle song. Was that the pickle song? Though? No, that's yeah. the dollar song. I it's the got same a song. Dollar. Oh, they just yeah, they, it's just, just, they just changed. They just got one song. They just changed. Yeah, they only got one melody. <laughs> um, so they. Uh, in in traditional little rascals, and I think there was actually like a short that I remember seeing um, that had this essentially this plot, but they set up shop in the carnival. Basically, uh, uh, they have their own freak show. Oh yeah, their own little side show. They, they find a little <laughs> open space between booths, which is like very poor planning on this carnival's part because there's just like yeah. this big empty gap, um, and they have all of the sheets in everyone's houses yep and they tie it up and and they're announcing you know come in for three bucks to check out our freak show which includes the four foot man eating chicken which is uh just uh-huh with a fake mustache on uh-huh uh-huh yeah poor um, uh-huh poor uh-huh he's uh-huh. got some deep trauma there too looking at uh the filmographies uh-huh I believe, if if I'm not getting him confused with someone else, went on to do a lot of composing in um oh. in in movies. And uh, the kid who played Woim, that little ginger boy, went on to be uh, a camera operator for some pretty big. Like he was uh one of the like assistant camera operators for like uh, Wonder Woman '84 oh. and like a couple other like bigger projects recently. So. It's interesting how child actors who then transition to behind the camera roles. Right. Yeah. They're just like I. I, I don't need to be on screen anymore. I don't. I, I don't I like this. this. I, like I like the industry. Yeah. I want to be that guy there who's just pointing the camera. At yeah. And doesn't have to deliver these stupid lines. <laughs> um. Uh. So yeah, they um uh, they're trying to make money there, but I believe Alfalfa is still, he's you know at the clubhouse area guarding it as per his punishment uh and he happens upon oh he's writing the um i will not think of darla over and over and over again because again this kid is just as crazy as darla is Mm -hmm. um he runs out of paper and pd finds the list and brings it to him as like new paper and that's it's the list of the sabotage things which is where Mm -hmm. you know you see some of the other things uh, I think one of them was like called Hot Foot, and I'm just like, were you gonna set a shoe on fire? <laughs> I want to see you guys go that far, <laughs> you little foot. rascals. Um, <laughs> uh, and there was a couple other ones like that. Um, 
so yeah, he sees the list and he's like, oh well, what the fuck is this? Clearly they clearly sabotage. Sabotage. Um. Uh, where where am I in my notes? Uh, so yeah, he takes he takes the go kart over to the carnival. He's like, I'm pissed off. I'm gonna go talk to them right now. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So um, they're not getting anybody coming into their freak show, but they had another like admission sign of three dollars that they painted up, and uh, Porky and Buckwheat took it upon themselves to put that outside of the talent show which everybody at the carnival was planning to go see anyway, way more than people were going to the dance recital. That's mm-hmm. for damn sure. Easily. And so the jar is, you know, basically has all the money that they need in it. And uh, Spanky for comes the up. lumber for their new clubhouse. Yeah. Spanky comes up and is just like, Hey, well, why don't you guys get the hell out of here and let me take over? And they're like, okay, fine, whatever. We're too dumb to <laughs> little and naive to realize yep. this is a lot of money. Um, they, uh, but she, he's immediately caught by Daryl Hannah, uh, Miss Crabtree, which is like you got to stop naming teachers like Crabtree or something Ugh, like that. There's, there's more yeah. than you know one child's programming that has used the name Crabtree. It's just, just stop. Just stop. Just stop doing it. Um, she's just like, well, what are you doing? You better give all this money back. And he's just like, I got a better idea. How about we just still, (laughs) you know, like people, (laughs) nobody's complaining about the $3 admission. How about we, uh, turn this, you know, he whispers this, we don't find out exactly what it is yet. Um, but basically the plan is like, let's take this money and have it be a, the prize prize for the winner. One of the prizes for the winner of the, the race on Sunday. Um, and she's just like, okay, that's fine. These people won't mind their money going to something completely different than what they thought it was originally. Um, oh God. Yeah. Waldo is singing with Darla and this kid was always singing and he like, you know, obviously this kid has got talent, but it's, it's annoying to look at. Totally. It's like, and it reminds me of like just the creepy element of like when there was that kid dancing with his mom on like AGT, mm. you remember that like little yeah, blonde yeah, yeah. boy? It just kind of gave me reminders of that and just how uncomfortable it was to watch that. And I was just like, there's not even an adult on this stage, but there's a little girl there acting and dressed like an adult well, in her sparkly it, Jessica Rabbit outfit. Yeah, I wonder what the age difference between those two child actors was because that's a good i, I he mean he definitely seems a little bit older he was he was born in 85 i remember seeing that in his filmography i believe she was born in 89 so i think there's like a four-year i think he's like 10 and she's like six or See, like, like nine that's and a five big, or something like yeah that. like that's a that's a big age difference it's at that age. it's weird and it's like only obvious when they're on the stage together you know because they've been seen yeah like across from each other and stuff I don't know. It felt weird. Yeah, the first time I saw them on screen together. Yeah. Felt weird. I just feel weird. Added to the list of things in this movie that made us uncomfortable yeah. and feel weird. <laughs> it just it doesn't sit right. This doesn't is, sit it's right. A different time. It's the uh, tagline for this episode. It doesn't sit right. It doesn't sit right. It was a different time. It worked back then. Now it doesn't sit right. Grandpa, your hip is fine. <laughs> it doesn't sit right. It, it does. I'm it's popping just all different. over the place. No, it's just you gotta get used to uh, it. You kids don't know. Um, okay, boomer. Alfalfa like basically cons his way into one. You know, he's like, "Hey, can I get one more spot in this talent show?" And she's the 
again, Daryl Hannah's like, whatever. Like, who cares? Who cares? Like these kids, these these parents are already here. Nobody gives a shit. Um, he decides he's gonna, you know, s- Darla can't resist my voice because she said so when I was dressed up when like a I girl. was a dragon. She, I, she said so. it to in the privacy of a conversation she thought was with somebody, not me. Yeah. So I know this information now. So I'm gonna sing and win Darla back. And then, and then Waldo fucking sabotages him. He he pours a bunch of soap into his his water. Yeah. Um, alfalfa takes. Which a I, big I mean, like, I'd be impressed if I were an audience member. I'd be standing up clapping for that kid, not like laughing him off the stage. Yeah, he's like, he. he that should be a talent in and of itself. It's like, look, I yeah. could belch bubbles while singing. That's hilarious. You know, not in, like, great. the best way. I like it. Um, where? Yeah, and why, but why does Alfalfa swallow the water, right? You take a sip. You, you, you know it's not water. It's yeah. got something in it. But he, like, muscles it down. Yeah, no, you like, spit that you out spit just, that like out the tar- right like just like the, the, the boot soda. Yeah. Get it, get what, it out of who, there. Who, whose feelings are you saving by, <laughs> yeah. by forcing yourself like, oh, to consume Oh, that was my water. I, I, was, I worked really hard on that water. Yeah, like, you're not upsetting anybody. It's like the farmer's market portion of it. Like somebody grew water. <laughs> what? <laughs> farmer's market? Of the carnival. There's like a little farmer's market uh-huh. section. Because it's 1944. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Butch and Woim steal the go-kart at this point too yeah they um, finally get it and and this is where where the the gang kind of splits up they're just like y- you know like this is your fault spanky and alfalfa are at odds with each other and that means none of these other characters can play together. none of these kids can play together when alfalfa and spanky are not having fun together except for porky and buckwheat they're the only two who are allowed to well, ever because yeah. they're never allowed to be apart yeah um, so we get a sad montage. Everyone's all alone. Froggy is sitting there stroking his lizard, which is just like so weird. Like, I like on one hand, uh, you're doing like kind of a visual joke. On the other hand, this kid's got a sad life. He's just totally. sitting there in his overalls, petting a lizard. Um, with his mullet. Stymie is the is basically the voice of reason in this movie. He's like the smartest of these little rascals. I don't remember that being like a part of his original character but anyway that's that's the role he plays in this he, he talks to both of them so like this this fight doesn't last very long he's pretty much resolved no, like the next day Stein's oh. like what the hell man go talk to him you don't like you're, you're you're not this way don't be like we this we gotta get the gang back together we got a race okay get your heads out of your asses race. we've got a fucking race to do um and they're like okay we'll try to talk to each other they go to each other's houses. Their parents or their fathers are dressed exactly like them. Um, and then they eventually meet up together, you know, at the clubhouse area. And then they just like, it's like, sorry for this. Sorry for this. Sorry for this. Sorry for this. And then it's like, well, I wish we had a clubhouse. And then again, Stymie's like, what the fuck, dude? Like a clubhouse is just a building, man. We had a club. <laughs> Who cares about the goddamn clubhouse? And Froggy's like, yeah, he's right. Um, that was a bad one, that one. Yeah, it um, was. Sorry. So the fight gets resolved, you know, quickly enough. Uh, they decide in this moment, like, well, let's just build our own new go-kart. We can figure out how to make a go-kart engine work sure. ourselves. We're, you know, we're little rascals, damn it. We can figure it we out. We can do anything. They build their own go-kart. 
uh, out of garbage, out of a box of scraps, just a bunch of garbage. And uh, that's they enter the derby uh, for Sunday. It's a real cocky guy on like the loudspeaker, like talking to the crowd, but also talking to the kids. And like it's kind of subtle at first, but he's like, "Okay, everybody, the race is about to begin." And then it's like later on, he's like, "Oh, thank you for joining us, number eight. Are we ready now?" <laughs> like shit, like that. He's just like, "We've been waiting our asses off for you, dumbass." Like they're fucking kids, man. Yeah, don't be a dick. It's like I don't want to do this. I'm sick of goddamn. I wanted <laughs> to be. I wanted to do the Indy 500, and instead, I'm doing this shit. Um. Uh, Reba McIntyre welcomes everyone to the race. Yep. And the race is the most popular, you know, like this is the most well crowded area. Mm-hmm. Um, she's there, and uh, we get the unfortunate Donald Trump cameo. Ugh. Um, we get the Whoopi Goldberg cameo, both cameos hilarious in 1994. Yep, and the Whoopi one still kind of works because she still looks like that, you yeah. Know? So it's like, yeah, I guess that you know, that's funny. Oh, Whoopi, he. She, they do kind of look like they would be you related. You get it. Um, the Trump one. Ugh. No, yeah. clearly not. It it hurts. It hurts so bad seeing him in movies, seeing him anywhere. Yeah, it just hurts. Porky and Buckwheat are walking to the race, um, and they fuck up the route by like they're the ones who mess up the sign that points. Yeah, a few they of the mess kids up the, wrong the race route. They're one of the arrows. I, I, but, but this is the probably like the cutest moment of this movie in my opinion like they're running like t- kind of towards camera and buckwheat is singing like we're going to the race we're going to win first place and then he points him he's like and you got an ugly face and then porky just starts laughing really hard like he thinks <laughs> it's hilarious and i thought i just think that's the most genuinely adorable moment that of this is, whole movie yeah. um so before the race begins, we get this little, mo- oh, so Waldo shows up, you know, Darla's kind of getting tired of him. He, they're, they're driving the go-kart by themselves on the road to the race. Yeah. It's just funny to see that happening. He's he's just kind of being a douchebag and she's kind of realizing that he's a little douchebag. Um, they both have these big helmets on, so they get to the race and alfalfa does not realize that the other partner in this go-kart is darla um so he takes a moment to tie darla's handkerchief around the trophy you know the hood ornament basically mm-hmm. of this go-kart as, as an act of love uh and darla sees this and and she's she's uh wooed by this a little bit especially when she realizes that the other guy's a douchebag so yeah uh she's looking to jump ship Yep. Swim back over to the SS Alfalfa. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get a get a feel of that pointy hair again. Um. Uh, I I don't know even know what that means. Um, certainly not what it could mean. No. As I think about it more. That's not at yeah, all. Yeah. So just moving get on. You know. The race begins. Um, and you know they get separated. The the basically. You know, there's a little bit of a you know like who who's gonna be in lead, you know Spanky and Alfalfa get in lead, uh with Waldo and Darla in like second place and then Butch and Woim kind of being in third place because they repainted the the blur. Yeah, um, the Rascals' was, yeah, original race car name. Yeah, uh, as what the Beast I think, and I like know. got this monster face on it. So the three of them get separated, 
and go in a completely different direction where geographically would not make any sense that they somehow eventually got back on the nope. path. Nope. Um, including going through uh, the front of a grocery store, um, knocking, like literally flipping people over. I like when like that happens where like you don't see like a uh, somebody get hit by a car, but it just cuts to them like in flying, the, it, the flying upside yeah. down in the air. Totally. Uh, that's great. Landing on their back, which looks like fucking like painful as hell. Oof, yeah. Um, eventually they do catch back up to the rest of the race and they are in the lead, which is fucked up. Um, Alfalfa, the, the handkerchief comes off and Alfalfa has to like, because he's fucking crazy, just like her, has to tie that handkerchief back on and climbs up to the, on the roof of the, the hood of the little go-kart and that's kind of why they win. Uh, it's like a photo finish, and his pointy mm-hmm. hair basically puts them, you know, he, they win by a hair, quite literally. Quite literally. Um, they find out that, like, oh, my God, it was Darla, the second one there. And they're mm-hmm. like, what? And then, you know, on top of that, Alfalfa and Spanky are, like, accepting the trophy and, and the prize money or whatever. Alfalfa is, or Spanky's still a little upset because he was hoping to meet AJ Ferguson, which was supposed to be like one of the other prizes, turns out Reba McIntyre is AJ Ferguson, which <laughs> is like, I'm the best go kart racer in the world. I'm a full grown woman <laughs> and I'm still the best go kart racer. Um, I don't know. Maybe she was supposed to be a regular racer, but I always took it as a go kart racer. Mm. Um, and this is the, this is kind of like the two things that lead Spanky to be like, Oh my God, women, w- 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 girls aren't so bad, and that's you know the the clubhouse is rebuilt, and it is no longer the He Man. It's the He Man Woman Haters Club, but women are welcome this time. Good. Uh, and then you know, so they are there. There's a the, like, essentially the first meeting of them. This is how we end the movie on this moment, and uh, all of the girls have paired up with the appropriate male rascal. Mm-hmm. It's a little like. Again, why are you doing this? Uncomfortable. <laughs> why are you uh, forcing everyone into a little romantic relationship here? Um, Doesn't sit well. Spanky ponders aloud, you know, are we betraying the name of the who we are and our forefathers and all that? And uh-uh, uh-huh, says uh-uh. Like, what? What? He could, he, he could talk more than the one word and he... This is the most like Charlie Brownish thing. He's like, actually, I've had a very extensive vocabulary, and I just choose not to. Impl-. It's like, uh, yeah. like this is a real eye rolling moment. Yeah. Um, and that's basically. I don't remember if there's another beat or a moment after that, but like a bunch of them kiss, I think, and it's like weird. But I I, I, I feel like that's the last moment of the movie. I don't remember there being another beat after oh, that. I've- I was half asleep by this point. Yeah, you were definitely out by this point. <laughs> we get, you know, some Sorry. outtakes during the... No, it's fine. I don't... Remember, like, How can you not stay up and watch Little Rascals? <laughs> You've been up since 5.30 in the morning I only. I did my best. Come on. Finish the Little Rascals movie. Uh, no, it it couldn't capture me. Um, it was But yeah, enough, that's it. It's, you know, the, the, uh, the credits, you get a little outtakes of the kids being... That's cute, cute kids though. And, you know, well, Mel Brooks yeah, so it's a, yeah. and, and all that. It's a shit. kids movie. It's, it's a, a decent, a decent a enough. Decent kids for movie. a kids movie. Um, it's I, got a very niche audience. I tried to recommend this to the kids. Um, 
I, I didn't. I wasn't as persuasive as I was with the Sandlot, which is weird because the Sandlot wasn't as appropriate. For oh them as yeah. I, I totally. mean, it wasn't like super inappropriate. I was just no, like, oh, this but is, like you this should is pushes. You know, like there's a couple. That's more like shits in this movie. You got yeah, that's more like ten year old movie, and yeah. this is more like six seven year old movie. Yeah, so. this would have been perfect age appropriate, and and Jack seemed kind of instru- interested, but. There's just other things that capture him more. So he had, he ultimately did not have enough interest to watch it. So we had to watch this as two grown adults, who have kids. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's the little that's rascals. It. That that's, is that's little rascals. That's the movie. Uh, uh. Again, captures a decent. Uh, captures the spirit of the shorts in a good way. Yeah. Um. Honors unlike, the characters. Unlike other things, like you know. Uh, the three stooges being one of them but there's been other projects like that where it's just like this doesn't work don't try sure. to do this shit anymore um that is going to be it though for us this week thank you for joining us my thank love. you for, for having me. me um always happy to join you yes this will probably be the last time this will probably be my last episode yeah. my swan song i'm sorry that it couldn't be uh, like an amazing movie, like. Well, I'm not gonna save my best for last. Right. Well, you can you can do an you you definitely have a ninety over ninety that you're allowed. Thank you, you thank you. you. I'll yeah. come back and guest on an over ninety. I I'm interested. Did to you see do Home Alone yet? We did do Home Alone, I believe. Stop. Yes, I believe that was like the first year that we did it. But I wanted like I I I would be interested to just having done Waiting for Guffman on the main feed. Yes. Like, what would be the next movie that you're like, I have to talk about Gosh, that one? I know. don't know. Maybe, and this is, I'm not, I don't want to sway you in any way, and this is teasing a little bit for the audience now of uh, a title that is on the 90 over 90 list. Maybe you'd want to do Gravity. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I mean, that that was a... That was very life changing for you. I think though. it was more life changing for me. <laughs> yeah, you. but you were just talking about it the other day. Of just like I, you know, I'm really glad I saw that in the theater. So. Well, yeah, that's definitely yeah. In terms of movies, I'm glad I paid money to see in a cinema. Mm-hmm. That one's like top five easily. For that sure. Titanic, like I saw Titanic three times in the movie. Th- as somebody who has, I can count on one hand the number of movies i've seen multiple times in the theater you know titanic like, being one of them uh, yes titanic little rascals not being one of them no well, not being one right, of them. Well. no unfortunately um well yeah but i mean if not that movie any movie that you want that is just we'll see stay movies. tuned yeah you if you have a request send us an email while you still can um anyway that that will be it for us this week i'm jeremy eden and i'm caitlin eden that's a wrap. What do you mean you're out of chocolate? How can that be?